Everyone yeah. remembers where they were when they were first told about Tool's new album being announced. And I remember I was told by you. So are you comparing the, the new information about Tool's album to when Princess Diana died and the Twin Towers? I read an interesting article uh, recently about about this and the misconception that people remember things like that. Everyone thinks they remember where they were, but a lot of the time it's like false memories. No, I remember. Yeah, but do you? They yes. did like some some fast thinking psychologist did like an experiment about after 9-11 happened. They like asked a group of people like the day after where they were when they found out. And then they came back and asked the same people again, like five years later. And like half of them said something completely different and were like, I was in they were James right. Cuthbert's kitchen. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Wood John Rather Season 2, Episode 56. Not Season 2, Episode 56, but you know what it is. It's a podcast where we ask questions and then one of us makes a decision based loosely around what we've said. You know the drill by now. If you're just tuning in, I wouldn't bother. Um, and uh, I'm worried that are, you saying, are you saying new listeners shouldn't bother listening to our podcast? Yeah. Oh, okay. it's, too, it's too late now. There's, there's, there's too much backstory and, you know, they won't understand what's going on. You know, yeah, 56 pretty much hours of uh, 55 hours odd of, you know, story. That's a lot to miss. And all those countless Johns that have been featured and then killed off through the years. Yeah, we're on to our, our 102nd set of Johns. If you'd like to introduce yourself, chaps. Well, I'm John and... I've got a mundane fact about myself. Which is? Oh, I've got to say it. Yeah. Oh, did I've got never done that before. <laughs> yeah. Did you finally look at the script and you're taking it very literal? <laughs> yeah. It's funny because if we scripted this, that would just make it so much worse. I didn't think that was possible. No, I mean, worse as in, like, if we actually pre-planned it, we wouldn't have any excuse for how... Um, <laughs> And John would only ever talk in puns. Yeah. If it was pre-scripted, I'd probably just write it all out in lyric form. Oh, no. 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 So, other John, do you want to show him how it's supposed to be done? Hi, I'm John, and I have a spiralizer, and I've used it exactly twice in two years. They're really cool, but not actually that useful. No. <laughs> That's exactly what we found after the second time we used it, and it's been in the box for the last but... year. Oh, my food's a different shape. You know what you're supposed to do? Make Spiral noodles out of courgette, and it's a lie. It's not really noodles at all. No, spiralise the potato so you've got the spiral, and then you get a hot dog, and you put it down the middle so the spiral of the potatoes around the hot dog, and then chuck it in the deep fat fryer, and then you have a spiral giant spiral chip with a sausage in the centre that you can essentially just pour sauce over and just eat. I now need to go buy a deep fat fryer. <laughs> you can get them for about 15, 16 quid in Tesco's. I think it will change my life. I, I think I'll make it to season three. I think my, my body fat will be, well, the majority of me will be body fat, and then there'll be a human somewhere dug in the middle inside of it. I, I had an ex-partner who banned me from using a deep fat fryer because I decided I wanted to perfect my uh, fried chicken recipe, and I was just making it up as I went along. So basically I made fried chicken every other day and being human she'd eat it right and 
Well, it's not very healthy, and she was putting on lots of weight. Right, so I, it's your fault she has I, no willpower. Yeah, I don't think I'm the one to blame, you fat prick. So. You dumped her because she got fat on your chicken. Jesus. No. That's Come not on. why I broke up with her. Shallow. Dumped her because you're a feeder and she gave up on becoming 25 stone for you. There's nothing wrong with being a feeder. No, it's a horrible cycle. I like cooking for people, and unfortunately, if you live with me, I end up cooking for you all. And unfortunately, everybody knows that if food tastes good, it's bad for you. Everything that is good is bad for you. Like that time you came over to my house, got drunk, and we made maple bacon cupcakes. Exactly. That was so good. Although we made twice the amount we should have, and I took them all to work, and even my work lot couldn't finish them all. Yeah, I did it. I made The first time I ever made them was at uni. And I did my classic Wednesday afternoon. I went into uni for my nine o'clock lecture. And then I had nothing else to do from 11am because that was all I had on a Wednesday. So I went to the shop. I bought a crate of cider. I bought lots of lovely ingredients. I went home and nobody ever got back to the house till about 3pm. So I put on some heavy metal and I baked, I think it was 120 odd maple bacon cupcakes. Now... <laughs> Important note of interest, I lived with a group of stoners. I got very drunk while I was making them. I had one. My friend popped over. He had one. He then left. As everyone got in, I said, help yourself, because obviously I didn't make 120 cupcakes for me, and then proceeded to pass out drunk. I woke up in the morning. How many maple bacon cupcakes were remaining? Zero. Four. Four? Ah. That's like no. This was five stoners. <laughs> God. So um, I was very popular and I was very impressed. So I'm not John and a spider just crawled underneath my shift key. That was a very drawn out <laughs> introduction, wasn't it? We, we're not, we've normally done that, that bit uh, in about the first minute. but We normally would have finished the question by now. Yeah, we got a bit sidetracked, so... If so if you want the recipe for maple bacon cupcakes, tune into our website. Do we, do we have, have a website? website? Not a website we... we can put a recipe on. Oh, man. If you send me the recipe, I'll put it on my Instagram. Okay. Um, if you don't know how to make them, then you probably shouldn't attempt it. Because here's the secret of cooking. Don't use a recipe unless you're going to sell it. Because who wants consistency? If you don't follow a recipe, you can't get it wrong. Cooking is just making food hot so it tastes good. It's that simple. Shall we dive right in? Yeah, yeah I suppose. Okay. Would you rather survive or die during a zombie apocalypse? Survive. Because I know my zombie plan has worked. <laughs> fair. Very fair point. If any of you don't have a zombie plan, if you fail to prepare, you prepare to fail. Oh, I, I have multiple zombie plans. And they're also not written down, so that way if the zombies do start to evolve, then uh, they can't find it and figure out a way around it. So I've numerous zombie plans. The worst, the worst one I had was when I lived and worked in a, a decent-sized town and worked in a fairly large city. So I was, I was pretty much screwed. But now I live in the middle of nowhere, and I work on a, a military site. So I'm feeling very, very good about my zombie plan. At the moment, it's, it's pretty solid. So, was the question, would you rather survive or die? Yes. So, you'd ergo... Rather, you'd rather die? Ergo, get turned into a zombie. Yeah. Yeah, obviously I'd prefer that. 
<laughs> Alright, okay, I thought you were really, like, about to go, why would anybody choose die? But no, you're quite up for it, so good. You figured out the question. Yeah, it's progress. Better than uh, last week. <laughs> well, in in your defence, John, the zombie apocalypse is horrific, and there aren't that many sick and twisted people like myself that would actually revel in the idea of the apocalypse and law and order going out the window. Yeah, because everybody knows from watching zombie films that the bad guys aren't really the zombies at all. It's the other people. And do you want to be one of the bad guys? No, I do not want to be one of the bad guys. I want to go down in history as one of the drones, one of the one of the zombies. That... One of the nameless, faceless. Yeah, I, I don't want to be one of those people that's awful. Because if you survive a zombie apocalypse, you've done something pretty bad. You've probably betrayed your family or like you've too, you've like double crossed people to survive. There's no two ways about it. You've stolen, you've looted pharmacies to hoard medicine that other people could have found and used. Uh, but you took all of it. You're a terrible person. I don't want to be that. Uh, you, you were winning me over, but then by saying you've taken supplies that other people could use, that's like me saying to you, well, don't have dinner tonight. Like, because if you eat that food, no, you're going to no, no. I'm saying, like, they've taken... Don't ever go to the supermarket. Someone else might want to buy the wagon wheels. Yeah, exactly. No, no you've taken... Yeah. You've emptied the shelves. You've... I'm j- it's just an example of the kind of thing that they would do. You know, you only need food for that night, but... You know, you've just taken a year's supply and now there's none left for anyone else. John, are you familiar with the, the old adage when you're a five-year-old that someone says, find his keepers, lose his weepers? Yeah. You do sound like a loser right now because you are <laughs> weeping about it. <laughs> I'm just just saying, mate. It's not a strong so, look. I've, I've obviously been, since we started doing this podcast 56 odd weeks ago, um, I have been doing research and we've got the cameras and the equipment set up in both of your houses, which I'm, you definitely know about that. But I'm out. Look, 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 look at my screen right now. Way... No, that is very large. Um, but, John, I know that if you were to turn into a zombie, it would be one of two ways. So I'm curious which one. And it would simply either be that you would just get bit by someone. I should probably rephrase the question. Would you rather that you got infected and then you bit your wife? Or would you rather that you didn't know your wife had been bit and she then bit you? Uh, I think I'd rather be bitten by her because I'd probably think initially that it was something quite kinky and I'd be like, <laughs> quite up for it. <laughs> like, oh, this, this is exciting. And then, and then before oh. I realise it, I'm dead and I'm a zombie. I'd be like, what a great way to end your life. There's a, there's a lot of bleeding out and screaming and feverish infection spreading across your body that I I don't really like the sound of, if I'm honest. So I'm going to be a survivor, I'm going to be a fighter, and I'm going to do my best to uh, to save humanity. And if I happen to go down to the, the gun shop down the road, pick up some firearms, and then ride on the back of a pickup truck, you know, with a bandana and screaming, take that, you undead motherfuckers then, you know, so be it. What are you going to do about your family? Is this going to be a walking dead, you're all going to work together with your dog, or is it going to be an I Am Legend, you're just going to go off as a lone wolf kind of thing? 
It depends when it kicks off. If it kicks off when I'm at home, I'll do my best to keep them all alive. But if it kicks off when I'm at work, um, my, wife, right. my wife works in a hospital. Um, there is no saving her. She is yeah, written she, off straight away. She's gone. So then I, I go pick up my little man from his nursery, which is on the outskirts of a small village. Pretty sure he'll be all right. And then, uh, that, uh, that, that's, where, that's where you go. In him versus the world. That, that's, that's, you'd have to... You'd have to get wind of the outbreak pretty sharpish because if you weren't quick enough, it's not like schools aren't, especially for young children, they're not quiet places and they're full of screaming, basically for a zombie, it's full of veal. <laughs> that's true, but on the outskirts of the village, all you're going to have is the posh toffs in the house that's half a mile away um, asking the zombie bang at the door to keep it down. Yeah, I guess because you live in a village, there's not going to be as if it was if it was a school in a town, then you definitely get ripped apart by lots of five-year-old zombies. Oh, without without a doubt. Yeah, without sounding like absolutely horrible, if the zombie outbreak kicked off and I wasn't there within the first hour, like the golden hour, if we're going to talk medical terms and survival rates, then I'm afraid I'd have to sort of wait at least a fortnight till it sort of lay low, drop down a bit. Because the initial outbreak is is where most damage happens, isn't it? Yeah, pretty consistently, I would say, yeah. I, I don't want to sound completely heartless, but it's kind of hard to repopulate the Earth if you're not there to do it. Yeah, I guess it's... I guess it's I, statistically speaking, I'm probably a better person to have around than a three-year-old who can't say because properly. <laughs> this is what I mean. Terrible people. <laughs> He's already written off his three-year-old, and we're five minutes into the discussion. And because of that reason, I think it's very brave to admit, and I think a lot of people would go along the line of, no, I would do, like in every zombie film, I would do absolutely anything to save my son. Statistically, unfortunately, most people you'd want to go and save are already gone by the time you've heard about it. I think we're lucky in the world that we live in now with the internet that we could probably find out stuff about this pretty quickly and word would get out and we'd have a better chance than we would have with the you know even 10 15 years ago but yeah, I, john 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 wins because he's willing to sacrifice the people he loves <laughs> most in this world to survive and they're the kind of people we want to be carrying on the human race's name thank you i've i've terrified myself and yeah, <laughs> yeah. i feel a great sense of accomplishment so that wasn't even me speaking to win the argument. That was, that's the horrible bit. It was me speaking, you know, speaking, about speaking from the heart. <laughs> speaking from the heart. There, John, there are plenty of people who push came to shelf. They wouldn't even think about their child in school. So and there are fear. Fear, fear does, a ter- does terrible things to you. So as as I talk about feeding my child to zombies, I'm actually dishing up his uh, his dinner. <laughs> <laughs> Little man, say hello to the podcast. Hello. Hello. How do you feel about... No, he's too young to ask him the question that we just discussed. Pretty much. (laughs) Am I a terrible human being? Can we just clarify this? I'm not feeling too good about myself right now. Uh, You are, but not for reasons you've just mentioned. Oh. Oh. For different (laughs) unrelated reasons. Oh. Anyway, my suggestion of the week is don't let John babysit your kids if there's a possible outbreak about to start. That's my suggestion of the week. Because <laughs> his, his uh, childcare method is every man for himself. 
Well, it's only every man for himself if it happens to be at nursery. If he's with me, then first thing I'm going to do is coat him in like some armour that's going to make it impossible to chew. Um, no, my genuine probably suggestion would be, in, in case of a zombie outbreak, one of the first places you'd want to go is to some sort of hardware store, because I think one of the best weapons for killing zombies is a lot of screwdrivers. They are the perfect machine for close combat <laughs> killing zombies. In, out, done. All these people that dick around with swords and machetes and everything else like that, you slice that chop wrong and everything's gone wrong. You want minimal splatter and damage. You just want it in out into the head, done. So my suggestion of the week is a screwdriver. Phillips or flathead, either will do. And bite my tongue. Yeah, because, <laughs> because we both know that you prefer a flathead. <laughs> no! Oh. The, be- the best kind of screwdriver. Minimal fuss. Yeah. But I do agree with you on, on that point, but um, if it's just for zombie killing purposes, you're not going to go in and go, oh, they've only got Phillips. Fuck's sake, I'll come back tomorrow. Speaking about the zombie apocalypse, there was a ladybird book about how to survive the zombie apocalypse. Um, uh, well, let's just buy page... your sonnet. <laughs> it says on page three, in the zombie apocalypse... Beware, the store opening times may be affected. Keep this in mind when, <laughs> keep this in mind when planning to stock up your supplies. Yeah, because that's... <laughs> uh, solid, solid advice. Definitely. Um, well, that was interesting. Um, shall I ask you another question to distract you from the inner turmoil you're currently going through, John? Please do. Would you rather be a cowboy... Or, and I'm not falling into the trap where we upset a whole group of people this week, a Native American. John, I'll let you pick. I'd rather be a cowboy. Because I've, I've always fancied myself as a gunslinging kind of guy. <laughs> <laughs> that was <nice> my <laughs> Yeah, I, I think... One of the one of the tricks that definitely would win friends and women and is being able to spin your gun around really fast around all your fingers and then put it neatly into the holster. Yeah, that's that's damn impressive. You know, what I think uh, chicks would dig even more is a guy could throw a tomahawk. I think axe throwing is way cooler than twiddling six shooters around. What if you can shoot a tomahawk out of the sky? Yeah. Then I'd I'd give you I'd give you my land if you could do that, John. I really would. That literally happened. Did you did you do it? Yeah. In this scenario. <laughs> okay. When well, he uh, says the word literally, he means fictitiously. Fictitiously, yeah. So well in this argument what's happened is you've invaded my land I've raided you at night, and I've scalped you, murdered you, and then I've taken your woman away to teach you a lesson. Well, I, didn't wanna ha- I don't want to have to do it, but you've encroached on my land, and you... <laughs> sacred. Sacred beliefs. And there's nothing uh, you can do about it, because I know the land, and I've, in- I've approached in the stealthy cover of darkness, and I've done you over. Also, one of the... One of... A, a really comforting meal is pork and beans, and I think that's that sounds like quite a cowboy kind of meal. 
Who doesn't like pork and beans? Good weed vegans. as well. Yeah, vegans, to be fair. Yeah, yeah vegans. You can't be a vegan cowboy. Mm. You could Pro- be. Probably, probably not, no. Because they probably harp on about, oh, you shouldn't ride horses because it hurts them. No, you're supposed to ride horses. Horse, and, and all the cool stuff cowboys wear is made of leather. Yeah. Chaps, boots, bandoliers. Sorry, I'll let you go first. I was just saying, also, if you're rearing cattle, you can't really be vegan, can you? Not, not morally. I mean, there's probably no law that states that as a vegan you can't kill animals. <laughs> I don't, yeah, no, there's that be, definitely isn't. <laughs> maybe it's that's definitely what, not a like, law against it. Maybe that's the future of, like, so from now on, vegans will exclusively work in butchers, similar to they used to, like, strip women down that would pack drugs so they knew they wouldn't be stealing anything. This way the butchers can know that the vegans aren't going to be stealing anything, because why would they? They don't eat meat. Not quite sure that translates quite as well. Uh, no. But Just, as as an Native American, I could get a really cool name. Like, names are like Crazy Horse, Wild Buffalo, um, Chief Cochise. What would yours what, be? What, name, name, um, Mighty River. Mighty River. Mighty River. I think it's a sad fact that when when people came over from Europe and populated North America, where we traditionally think of Native Americans from coming from uh thousands literally thousands of them died from common diseases which we brought over yeah. infected them uh so i think that sucks that's a good reason cheers, not cheers to be John. a native american uh, you, know, we then... you know what it's, it's it's a reason not to be a pioneer <laughs> to spread disease and pestilence upon your fellow man but i bet you don't feel guilty about living a cowboy do you john because you just see the uh what was it, the 1849 gold rush? That's that's all you care about. Living your oh, lawless yeah. life in the West. Thinking oh, about yeah. yourself and your steed. Yeah, that's narrow. the Very narrow-sighted. Very narrow-sighted, John. I thought more of you. Living off the land that doesn't belong to me. <laughs> Can't we <laughs> just what? smoke a peace pipe and like, get on and be friends? No, you just we shoot could, me in the back. But you came and scalped my people. Because you're on my land. And you know that. You've got to share it. Is it actually a real sharing? Sharing is not a hostile takeover. Is it actually a real thing that a lot of the Native American tribes now run casinos, or is that just like a TV and movie trope? No, I think it is true because a lot of them got forced off of anywhere that was sort of got any sort of agricultural value or some useful resources there. They basically got put on told yeah you can have you can have this place but there's not really much there so they all started building casinos oh, okay. I, think, I think uh you can correct me if i'm wrong but i i believe that um states have certain states have a zero tolerance to gambling um but indians that have been given indian reservations where they can live and they can practice what they want uh have I don't know if they've claimed it's part of the culture or they've seen a loophole that because it's their land, they can do what they want with it. And it sort of circumvents the no gambling laws that have been applied by the state. So they go to an Indian reservation to gamble because that's fine on the reservation. And that's why the casino's there. Yeah, I think that's also true. 
We, I mean, of course, we're generalising here. I'm sure that there are specific circumstances around different ones. But, yeah, as a, generally speaking, I think that is true. And any of our listeners in California, please get in touch and please correct us where we're wrong. Um, because Across the Pond is a, is a mystery to most of us here on the podcast. Matt's only from Florida. I, I live there East every year and John's wife is American. But we don't talk about those dark times. <laughs> well, I, mean, I think that's why I forgot the other day that she was American briefly, because she's from Florida, and I don't think Florida should legally be classed as a place. <laughs> so this week we're not upsetting uh, Native Americans, we're upsetting anybody from Florida. You are not welcome to listen to this. <laughs> Sorry, Florida. Sorry, Florida. I'm not. Um, I'm going to need more of an argument to be one or the other, because I can't decide. I mean... I like the idea that, mm, come on, give me, give me something, give me something juicy. We may not have the same amount of amenities as uh, as the Cowboys, but we have a wholesome way of living. And we can live off the land, and we can get high and drink fermented stuff, and just have a really good time, as long as we're not worried about someone with a six-shooter killing us and being horrible. We have a good time, otherwise. I'm uh, every time I pick one, I go back against it because I was going to lean towards cowboy because cowboys drink and Native Americans smoke the peace pipe, and I'm more for alcohol than I am for drugs. But then mm, Native Americans in the it's really difficult to remember to say Native American and not Indian. Um, they get to use you know the bow and arrows and tomahawk, which is cooler than guns, but cowboys use lassos. I'm sure the uh, Native Americans have found some way of roping horses. Spares okay. on my boots. Native Americans win because every point I tried to come up with seemed to have a counterpoint, which you both kind of went backwards and forwards with as well. But the one thing that the Native Americans have in Hollywood, I don't know if it's a real thing, but at least in Hollywood, it's the Cowboys. You can say the war cry. The war cry. Yes! <laughs> oh, I don't know why I've waited so long to bring it up. So, yeah. And also, I recently watched what I thought was going to be an awesome cowboy film, and it turns out it just wasn't very good at all. So, yeah, disappointing. Okay. Oh. Have you have you watched any of Westworld? No. It's quite good. I quite like Westworld. The Indians now are terrifying, because uh, the idea is Joe Public gets to go around and be cowboys for the day, and people turn up with six-shooters and... Not turn of the century guns aren't particularly great at uh, long ranges, so you get uh, for arguments like a Comanche, probably not a Comanche, running at you with a tomahawk, screaming at you. You fire your first shot, it doesn't put him down. You just poo yourself and then run away, and because they're uh, they're quite fit and young and they're warriors, they hunt you down and kill you with a tomahawk. Seems like a good way to spend an afternoon. Yeah, why not? If you've never watched it, most people that would be listening would have, but I don't believe you two or most people. Firefly is an amazing sci-fi western that only ran for one season. It was cancelled way before it should have been, but if you just type it into Google, you'll find out there are a lot of people that feel even more passionately than I do about it. I only discovered it late on in the day, but it's about 10 or 12 episodes of just spaceships, but everything, everything else is basically a western. So that's my second suggestion this week. Bloody hell, we're on a roll. Should we ask you a third question and then you can get back to your Friday evenings, chaps? Yeah, can do. Okay. I've got a fish finger sandwich to make. Would you rather be really bad at hugging or really bad at kissing? Oh, 
I think I'd rather be bad at hugging because there's no coming back from a bad kiss. I'm going to say I'd rather be really bad at kissing because at the moment I give pretty good hugs and I hug way more people than I kiss. So broad spectrum across the world, I'd be pleasing more people. And I can disappoint my wife in many ways. It's not just giving bad kisses. Not just by licking her face. It would just be another thing to the list that she could just, just on about thing. my perfections. Yeah, it's just another thing. That's what it is. Whereas giving lucky. good hugs all the time makes everyone else in the world lucky. She's a lucky, lucky woman. I'm going to start doing that. I might start licking the side of her head just to see how, where this goes, to see if my, I picked the right argument. Right, we told you about this. When you come up with ideas like that, don't say them on the podcast because we'll get the blame. <laughs> what do you mean? We'll get the blame. Oh, you've you not been be... hanging out with Matt and John again. Oh, yeah, sorry. Why are you licking my, the, my side of my head? We're going to talk about something funny on the podcast. All oh, right, OK, yeah, Matt and John. <laughs> Those terrible people. I don't want to be blamed for you doing anything. You're your own person. Or at so, least... keep on keep on doing it? Yeah, I'll, I don't give a shit if you lick your wife's head. But see, this is the thing, and now you're gonna have the proof. <laughs> I'll tell you what, I'll, I'll do. I'll do some sneaky reconnaissance. When my, when my wife comes back from the spa today, what I'll do is I'll try and hug her really badly, and then see how that goes. And then I'll give her a really bad kiss and see which one she kicks off more to, and I can report back next week. Just tweet out. Just tweet what you've uh, what you've discovered. Okay. So and any bruises. Nice. I'll take pictures of any bruises that I uh, I managed to collect along the way. Yes, yes, please do. I think being bad at hugs would be better because I don't particularly like being touched anyway. I don't I don't want people invading my personal space all the time. Uh, so the less you, I invade other wait... people's space, the better. <laughs> Did you, was this all an elaborate ploy to get us less guarded and get our guard down, record 56 episodes of the podcast, plant the idea of this question into my head just so you could tell John and I, you know when we first see each other, don't hug me. Because <laughs> we're a very huggy group of people. I hug everybody. And you could just ask. It's not going to stop me, but you could have just asked. But me being bad at hugs isn't going to necessarily stop you from being hugging me. Just... Yeah, but you said you didn't want people to touch you. <laughs> well, just more often than they need to. <laughs> well, the way you said it just makes it sound like you're not a fan of foreplay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I think what it actually harks back to is John has to catch the tube every day, so I think he's got some issues from his daily commute that he doesn't want to talk about. He's sick of being molested on the tube. People are always hugging me. It's not right. Yeah, How often do you get it when someone says, what's a, what's, a nice, like, what's a nice guy like you doing in a dungeon place like this? And then they like, sidle over to you. <laughs> when is the last time you spoke to a stranger on the team? <laughs> Me? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. And that's everything that's wrong with public transport. In fact, that's just everything that's wrong with humanity. We'd rather strangers touch us than talk to us. Uh, I think Sunday... No, Monday. I was in I was in Wales on Sunday. I need to know what you spoke to a stranger about on the tube. Was well, it the weather. <laughs> no, it was about the direction of where the where the tube was going, and they patronisingly asked me where I where we were going. I think he thought that we were tourists because 
we had big bags. So you had a big bag <laughs> and he said, where are you going? And you said home. And that was the end of that interaction. <laughs> uh, sort of. Basically, the, the, the little signs on the platform that tell you where the train is going was wrong. So when the tube pulled up into the station, it had a different destination on it. And they went, oh, no, don't worry about that. It's wrong. And then he asked, where is it that you're going? And I said, Blackheath. And he looked at me, like, confused because he didn't know that where it was. And I went, don't worry. And I said, via Victoria, we get a train from there. And went, all oh, right. <laughs> and then and went was, and then said. And you were like, no. Well, I didn't need the help because you. I live in London. I know where I'm going. But you didn't look like a local. He was trying to help, so you shot him down. I didn't shoot him down. It's just well, I, sounds like I knew better where I was going than he did. Yeah, which means now he's never going to try and help a stranger again. You know those um, <laughs> posters on on TFL that say, uh, you know, give you up your seat to pregnant people and old ladies and turn your headphone volume down. If you're not feeling well, get off the train and don't vomit on the person next to you. Once that has all been achieved and everyone's sort of got basic <laughs> human interaction skills, there'll be another one coming out and you'll be the face of it saying, don't be this person that shoots helpful, <laughs> kind individuals down. Have you seen those pictures of the proper train etiquette? It's like... Um, no man spreading. No, they're, they're like, they've taken the template of it and it's like, John is on the train and sees an attractive woman. John gets an erection. John places his bag on his lap so as not to let anybody else notice. Good thinking, John. Correct train etiquette. And like, there's loads of different ones about like uh, Timmy's. Timmy's thinking of throwing himself in front of the train. However, he knows this will be inconvenient to the other commuters that are just trying to get on with work, so he decides not today. Good thinking, Tim. Proper train <laughs> etiquette. And just like loads of different ones, other ones that I probably won't repeat, but like they're quite funny. And it's, I think people started going around and putting them actually like in trains and stuff over the real ones. I like the stickers people make with extra tube stations that don't exist. <laughs> or putting like the words massive in front of cockfosters. Massive <laughs> But using the so, TFL font so it's almost almost invisible to the naked eye. I mean we've got a bit sidetracked talking about the tube and not talking about hugging and kissing each other. Ah, oh, that was a question. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going on the tube tomorrow, which is novel for me and not for him. So I was just trying to get all my anger out for the tube. Sorry, guys. Okay, I, I probably won't ride the tube for a while because I'm not coming down to London. But seeing as you're both going to ride the tube soon, who said they'd want to be bad at hugging? Me. John. So you try and hug a stranger on the tube badly. And John, tomorrow you try and kiss a stranger on the tube badly. And then let me know how it goes. <laughs> Um, but otherwise, I think I'd, I'd rather just not kiss. I mean, you don't actually ever need to kiss. Not that you need to hug, but I hug everyone, and I think a proper hug is much better than a proper kiss. And, yeah, fair enough, it means I wouldn't be able to give my mum a kiss on the cheek when I see her, or, you know, ever be able to give my kids kisses goodnight and things like that. But, that is right, generally, you only kiss the person that you're supposed to be with, and... Therefore, it would be passionate. And therefore, if we're going to kiss, you might as well just have sex. And you don't need to kiss when you have sex. In fact, some people won't let you if unless you pay more. So, <laughs> whereas hugging is a sign of affection, hugging, a good hug makes everything better. So, so 
Yes! Yeah, I'd rather be bad at kissing. And I'd let you, two, I'd let you pick two of the arguments. Yeah, yeah he, got side, he got sidetracked telling the riveting story about his conversation with a stranger on the tube. Which you asked about. <laughs> I did ask. I thought there was going to be more to it. But you were like, actually, I spoke to somebody four or five days ago. I was like, oh, really? Like, yeah. He asked me if I knew where he was going, and I said, yes, smugly. I'm like, oh. Told him, he was a, told him he was a bigot and he didn't deserve my time. I'll call, uh, I'll call Smarties and see if they're going to give you an award. Was it Smarties that used to give out like, young read awards for books? I'm sure it was. I didn't read. I'm 30 years old and I'm illiterate, so, you know, don't ask <laughs> me. <laughs> um, yeah, so at least hopefully you're taking a care of you on the tube, so if you're illiterate, you're not going to last very long. You'd, no, I'm going to keep asking you're, locals. You're, you're probably I'm going to find the most tweed-clad person I can find. And also you're, for directions. Gonna, you're gonna ask the man on the tube for directions, and he's gonna go, no, no, no. I fell into this a week ago, and I tried to help someone, <laughs> and they've been feeling shit about it ever since. So it's the last time I helped, and then you'll lose your confidence to ask for help, and then that's that's how you get such a bad rap about people in the tube, and like Cockney's always been in a rush and not got time for anyone, and it all started with John. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm John, straight. John started all those stereotypes this week. <laughs> John is the John is the patient zero of uh, not racist views against Cockneys, but what would it be called? Um, discriminate. Uh, ah, why can I not think of any words today? Prejudice. Yeah, the prejudice against Cockneys. John is patient zero. <laughs> Good. Some East some East End white boy tried to give you directions and you shot him down. I just it, it's haunting me, John. I don't, I don't even know you anymore. I didn't ask for directions. He was just trying to help, just in case you were too nervous to ask. All these big city London types. Exactly. Well, the lesson is, don't speak to me on the tube. <laughs> okay. Unless you've right, got well, something okay. interesting to say. I'm gonna, I'm gonna use the next twelve hours to, uh, to prepare myself an in-depth map of uh, the tube system and the overground network, just on the off chance that something goes wrong, and I <laughs> might have to ask for help. Or, oh, I don't walk. have to. Just walk. London's not that big. Take in the sights. Breathe in the fresh air. Brixton's quite far away from King's Cross, though. Yeah. To be fair, London's not as impressive. When I was in New York, I wouldn't very often get the tube. A, because it was super confusing. Like, <laughs> I, I have never found our tube difficult whatsoever. I don't understand people that do. But I just at no point understood what that tube was. It was numbers and letters, and it was like having to do a bloody pocket puzzle every time I wanted to try and get anywhere. And also, who knows when I go back to New York, hopefully one day, so I would walk everywhere. And my best memories of being in New York was those walks where I'd go, oh, that looks like a cool little shop. And I found my own New York, so... But, yeah, don't walk to Brixton. No. Brixton's posh now. Is it? What about all these stabbings I keep hearing about? Not in Brixton. No, that was years ago. Yes, in Brixton. It was... Basically, a stereotype of Brixton that they haven't been able to shake off, but it's very. You have, um, you have to be a millionaire to live in Brixton ago. now. Nah, only the rich can afford to live in Brixton now. I'm not sure how accurate that is, so I'm going to end this podcast and go and look it up. Thank you very much for listening. As always, tweet at us, leave us some iTunes reviews, listen on Spotify, but above all, hug each other. And if you see John on the tube, lick his face. <laughs> And I've been John, and I'm going to go and hug my wife badly. 
is it racist if I finish the episode like this? We'll find out. Oh, after doing that war cry, I've scared the dog. Where were you when Michael Jackson died? Uh, I got into Northway. Oh, yeah. <laughs>